diploma privilege considered by the Utah Supreme Court. Dean Gordon Smith of BYU Law walks us through. I'm Lawrence Clady, and this is Legal Talk Today. Hello, Dean Smith. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are things going in Utah? Great. Thank you for having me, Lawrence. Absolutely. Absolutely. So obviously uh, some uh, more COVID-19 updates and stories here. But uh, before our show today, I jumped on the National Conference of Bar Examiners just to get an update on what's going on for summer bar takers in the various states. And, uh, you know, the reactions to all of the statewide closures are definitely not uniform. But, you know, I saw cancellations, postponements into fall or February. Uh, Some states are still planning to have their bar exam in July. And then I also saw a variety of diploma privilege in various degrees. And so that kind of brings us to to our topic today. And I know you were a big driver for getting diploma privilege set up in Utah, but uh, can you tell me the story of how all the pieces fell into place to get this going? Sure. I first encountered diploma privilege when I was a professor at the University of Wisconsin Law School. And I think it's well known now that Wisconsin is the last state to have a general diploma privilege. There is some version of it in New Hampshire, but Wisconsin allows all of the graduates of the University of Wisconsin and Marquette University law schools to enter the bar without taking the bar examination. So I thought it worked well in Wisconsin. We had been having conversations about that in Utah even before COVID-19. And when COVID-19 arose, it seemed like a good time to accelerate some of those conversations. And and as I understand it, there's a a comment period. So this isn't exactly a go or no-go just quite yet. There's a comment period for everybody to kind of weigh in and just when does that stop? And then what, what are the next steps after that? Yeah, so the court issued a proposed order last week and then allowed a week for comments. The comments period will end this Thursday, and the comments online have been robust. The last time I checked just this morning, there were well over 300 comments, and it's a variety of people commenting. We have practicing lawyers, of course, students from the various law schools that are affected, and uh, some members of the general public. Well, there are different states considering a similar path, at least for this round of the of the bar exams, uh, New York, Massachusetts, uh, New Jersey. But I, I, I do know that Utah differs somewhat from them. So w- what are the distinctions with Utah's provision here? So one of the choices you have to make when you're thinking about the diploma provision, maybe the choice that's most prominent to people who are looking at it is how you decide which students get the diploma privilege and which do not. Now, one option would just be to allow every graduate of an ABA-accredited law school to get the diploma privilege. Nobody's done that yet, although that's a, a possibility, I suspect, in some jurisdictions. The other end of the spectrum would be the Wisconsin model, where you grant the diploma privilege to the in-state students and make anyone who graduated from an out-of-state law school take the bar examination. Utah Supreme Court decided it wanted something in between those two, and that's when things get complicated, is how do you sort which schools get in, which graduates get in, and which graduates do not get in. So how does it work for Utah, then? Is it just students within Utah law schools that can, that can qualify for this? Yeah, so it's the, the court actually set a standard based on the prior pass rate of the law schools from which 
the students graduated. And so the standard is that the students have to have, if they are going to receive the diploma privilege, they have to have graduated within the last year from an ABA accredited law school that in 2019 had a first time taker bar examination passage rate of 86% or greater. Okay. And how about uh, unsuccessful bar takers? You know, they're coming in, maybe they didn't quite, they graduated within those timelines, but maybe they, they, uh, they grabbed a bar exam in between or something like that. Are they allowed to take this and, and get waved through? No, that was a topic of some conversation. And the decision was made that if somebody had already taken the bar examination, they wouldn't be able to get the diploma privilege in this, under this emergency order. I also understand that there's a uh, an application cutoff point for this July bar exam. And so what what's the date there? If, if you're outside that date, you can't apply. So the application deadline for the July bar examination in Utah was April 1st, 2020. And the order was issued after that. And so basically the court wanted to deal with the fixed set of people who had already expressed their interest in applying to the Utah bar. It didn't want to open it up to people who might think that this was an opportunity to get the diploma privilege to avoid the bar exam. They wanted people who were sincerely interested in the Utah bar. Yeah, some of the uh, some of the comments I read, you know, just sort of the critiques about uh, diploma privilege in general, not just not aimed at Utah's decision one way or the other, but was how to weed out maybe attorneys that aren't so good. And the the thought being that the bar exam does that, you know, for people that maybe their skill set isn't quite there. And what you all did was inter, uh, introduce a 360 hour requirement under the supervision of a licensed attorney. Can you walk us through that part of it? Yeah, so there are two parts to the proposal, as you noted. One is the diploma privilege, and the other is the supervised practice requirement. And the diploma privilege is where the competence determination is made. So traditionally, we think of bar exams as providing evidence of minimum competence in the knowledge and skills required of a newly licensed lawyer. The diploma privilege says that evidence is provided by graduation from the selected law school, whatever the law school is that comes within the diploma privilege. So the supervised practice is not a part of the competence determination, but it is part of the enculturation of people into the Utah bar. So we actually were inspired in some ways by other states, including Delaware, which has a clerkship requirement, and other states that have some sort of uh, clerkship or supervised practice requirement as a way of trying to improve the quality of legal representation for the people of Utah. That's where the supervised practice requirement comes from. Okay. And then just a couple of uh, last questions here. So Utah is one of the states that has reciprocity with other states in terms of the uniform bar exam. And so, you know, scores can be shared across, so, uh, you know, different states. You can apply for different bars at a later period of time. But uh, how does this affect reciprocity with other states? It shouldn't affect uh, reciprocity for those who take the bar exam. So we do have some students who wanted to have a portable Uh, UBE score. And I think the choice those students will be making is to take the bar examination the next time it's available. If you don't care about having a portable UBE score, then diploma privilege is clearly the right path for you. But if that's important to you, then you should probably take the bar examination. Okay. And then I think just just as a follow-up to that, if Utah decides to move forward with diploma privilege, I read that the July bar exam will in fact then be canceled. 
part of the order is to cancel the July bar exam. And so the choice that we were talking about, and, and of course, this is the decision, I, I should make it clear, this is the Supreme Court's decision, not my decision, but the choice really was between postponement of the bar and the diploma privilege. In Utah, there's already a graduate student practice rule. So we we could have had a, a number of other states are doing some sort of temporary licensure system. Utah already has that in place. So if the bar exam were postponed, you could have people uh, operating under those temporary licenses. But the court decided to grant diploma privilege for those within that qualifying group. All right. And last question for you, Dean. So is this a permanent change or will this provision sunset when we get through COVID-19? This is a one-year one emergency order. There is some interest in exploring the possibility of license reform over the long term, but that hasn't even been discussed yet. We were just trying to deal with the crisis created by COVID-19. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Dean Smith. If our listeners they have questions, want to follow up, how can they find you? So I have easy availability. I, I think I'm one of the most uh, accessible people around. Maybe the easiest way would be on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Professor underscore Smith, but people are welcome to email me as well. I'm at smithg at law.byu.edu. Those are probably the easiest ways to get me. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you want more information about COVID resources for lawyers, or if you'd like to reference our show notes for this episode, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. That's LegalTalkNetwork.com. This has been Legal Talk Today. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Stay strong, everybody. (laughs) 